Hey guys, this is Emily from the Gag Me With A Knife podcast and welcome to our very first YouTube exclusive where Alex or I will be interviewing people about topics related to the slasher genre, such as rankings, lists, discussions, etc. that you might not necessarily get in our podcasts. Tonight I have with us my good friend and sleepaway camp enthusiast Brad Fowler. We're going to give out some sleepaway camp superlatives, do some rankings, and who knows what else about the sleepaway camp t- trilogy. Hey Brad. Hey, let's talk about some sleepaway camp movies. Hell yeah. So let's get it started with, um, I wanted to do some superlatives like, uh, you know, in your high school yearbook, it's, you know, Mr. or Miss MHS or whatever. And, you know, most unique class clown stuff like that. So we're going to do that with the three sleepaway camp movies. We are going to ignore the short film as well as return. So let's get it going. All right. Um, do you want to start off with the bottom of my list? Or? Yeah, let's do Mr. and Miss Sleepaway Camp last. Okay. That's how I thought it would be. So I will, yeah, go, so yeah, go ahead. Most likely to be killed, Tony from part three. Um, as we know, uh, Tony is a survivor at the end of part three, but he does mention that he is a gang in East L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, statistics are against him. <laughs> that is true yeah i think i would i i you know i would i would go probably go with bobby but i mean like look at him (laughs) um maybe just you think if bobby um didn't get his arms ripped off he would end up like assassinated yes as a politician politician, yeah or just by saying that rambo part three is the greatest american film (laughs) um your next one most camp spirited angela from (laughs) sleepaway camp part two okay i was about to say from which from which one no definitely sleepaway camp part two that's kind of the way i see these movies is i think in sleepaway camp part two she doesn't show up to camp with intent to kill anybody it just right she hears the story about herself and it kind of flicks on and then all the moral choices that her fellow counselors are making and she's not really spirited at all in the first one. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but. I go with Ricky. So I, I, I pick Ricky for most camp spirited. I, oh, <laughs> he does like camp. He loves it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, what you got? All right. Friendliest goes to Susie from Sleepaway Camp Part One. She goes out of her way at least three or four times in that movie to defend Angela. And. Uh, yeah, I go with Molly. Molly and Sean, I think, from part two. Yeah. Molly and Sean definitely are friendly. But I will say, yeah, they don't have any scenes where they defend other campers. Or right. You're, yeah, no, you're right. Susie is definitely the the nicest, probably out of all the movies. <laughs> all right. The next up is most dependable and most intelligent. It's a double elective for Demi from Sleepaway Camp 2. She's the one that... Calls up all the girls that um, Angela sent. Um, yeah, she's the one that's here. Gonna tell. Yeah, that, yeah, that's why Angela. Oh no, no, she's 
the um well she's the one the angel when angel kills her she says it's because she's gonna tell no that's the person afterwards she finds demi and she goes what, oh, right. what did i do oh she you're goes, right you're gonna tell sorry i was i was uh thinking back to an alcoholic uh moment between alex and i where we just kept saying you're gonna tell and i think oh, we just messed it up <laughs> um yeah. All right. So, and you had her as dependable and intelligent. Yeah, because she's dependable. Because she followed up. She was like, "Hey, I'm going to call up my friends I made this year. Or, you know, see how they're doing." Yeah, th- and she's intelligent that she started piecing together. Hey, she, yeah. no one's made it home. I think I put Mozart as as most intelligent. Is he? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really know. I just was. I. I guess I really didn't think anyone was very intelligent in these movies. So, <laughs> I mean. He's really good at the video game. I I don't know. <laughs> I just figured, you know, with his glasses and stuff, he probably was, you know, smart at school. <laughs> yeah, Mozart's weird. Yeah, he's like the screech of that movie. Except for, I bet you that, um, well, Dustin Diamond's dead, but I bet you that he turned out to be a lot better human being than Dustin Diamond. Probably. I, I'm just going to go out on a limb there. We'll go ahead and cut that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going on to best looking. I chose TC from Sleepaway Camp 2. Wow. And TC has a look that is so perfectly 1998. 1988? Yeah, 1988. (laughs) TC looks like his personality type is 1988 Azuzu Trooper. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like, um, he dies by his own car battery acid, but... That car battery had to come out of a Zuzu Trooper. You can tell. That's yeah. just that guy. Yeah, he's um, that guy. And the, the mullet for days. Um, I went best looking. I, I couldn't. I th- I went with Allie. And uh, I really want. Okay, I put Sean because, you know. But when I was younger and I watched this movie, it was totally Ricky. I was in love with Ricky. I thought he was the cutest. And at the time, he was older than me when i was watching it so now that doesn't seem like it would be appropriate but at the time he was you know i was eight and he was what 14 or something so that's that's who i had Mm -hmm. all right um for biggest flirt i did write two people down for biggest flirt because i felt like that was always a a superlative they really made sure that you had a male and a female and it's always usually like a biggest I don't want to slut shame, but it's usually biggest slut. So, <laughs> biggest fun person, <laughs> most uh, promiscuous. Yeah, um, I chose Allie from Sleepaway Camp Part Two and Bobby from Sleepaway Camp Part Three. Man, Bobby, ooh. Yeah, Bobby, I mean, I guess you know, biggest flirt doesn't have to mean you're good at it. Yeah, no, no. Sometimes biggest flirts are just fishing, and you just got to mention, hey. I'll or have to be uh, tied yeah, up. it's like basically like you're poor. I thought you'd be into this. <laughs> yeah. Like he's ridiculous. Um, for biggest flirt, I actually put the Shote sisters. Um, both of them. If they had lived longer, I think they would have out outdone Allie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, but, yeah, yeah. And also, I'm also just a big fan of the Shote sisters. I really, really love them. Yeah, I love the Shote sisters as well. Like, uh, yeah. Um, all right all right moving on most athletic i wrote tc from sleepaway camp part two again because um i've got a feeling i don't think these were la actors no it was filmed in georgia was it filmed in waco georgia yeah georgia that's what i thought yeah waco georgia but um 
TC had to try out for American Gladiators, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's built like that. I don't know. I want more movies with uh, TC. In I it. went deep and put Gino, Gino from part one. <laughs> Gino from part one. Yeah, yeah, just because of the the shirt that he wears, the the belly shirt that he wears, that that in itself. I almost put Mozart for that uh, badass catch he does. Oh, right. Yeah. Catch. Can you believe oh. that? Mm-hmm. All right. Best dressed. Here it is. Aunt Martha. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aunt Martha's got this fit. Listen, I put Kenny. Really? Kenny Kenny has some... His shirts are always awesome. He's got really awesome rock t-shirts. I put Ronnie, too, just because, I mean, come um, on. Also, uh, the guy from part three, the, uh, Snowboy. No, not Snowboy. I've got kind of a Snowboy thing going yeah, on. Yeah, you do have a Snowboy thing going on. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, but uh, no, I love Aunt Martha. She's got two fits in the movie and both of them are outrageous. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> they are. It's yeah. berets and I think Judy's, I like Judy's style too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, her side ponytail has has a it's it's got has a life of its own on the internet now. So, mm-hmm. uh, most likely to succeed, Marsha from Sleepaway Camp Three. She's the only one to I think ever really tag Angela. <laughs> she stabs yeah. her multiple times, and she just ices tony oh my god because she she is such a good she's you you think she is you know she almost tops molly uh, as being just this like you know can she do anything wrong and then at the end there she goes well i have a boyfriend at home (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so she's most likely to succeed she'll be all right (laughs) that's uh people like marcia do well in life you know that was a superlative that i was that i (laughs) just ended up taking out because i couldn't think of anybody no nah, marsh is a winner <laughs> but i i agree with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be whoever would have taken bobby's place at the senate <laughs> marsha is gonna be their wife <laughs> like, yep oh god can you imagine oh my god you know the, the funny thing is that there are a bunch of politicians in the senate and the house of representatives right now probably just like just like old bobby oh yeah yeah Definitely. Who think Rambo Three is the greatest American <laughs> film? So, like, no. Have you seen the new ones? Like, <laughs> actually, follow up really well. Um, um, okay, next up, Class Clown. It's also a double on this one. It's Anthony and Judd from Sleepaway Camp Part Two. They will spend uh, yeah. their arts and crafts time to. Uh, Make, as Judd says, make Angela Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the tip patrol, right? No, 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 no. No, that's different. Oh, no, those are the two kids. Anthony and Judd are the... Uh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. They're the ones that dress Freddie up. Freddie and Jason. They're the ones kids. that dress up, right. Okay, mm-hmm. um, my class clown was Ricky. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the joke <laughs> that he pulls on Mozart is um, oh. classic. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and uh, his uh, line, each... Um, when Bill says, he shouldn't die, Ricky. He shouldn't live, Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on. He And just his like whole diatribes of just over-the-top cursing are hilarious. And his cowboy hat that he wears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, everything he does is hilarious to me. So, yeah. No, yeah. No, Ricky's great. I do like Ricky a lot, actually. Yeah, Ricky's oh. a great character. 
most unique is Maria from Sleepaway Camp Part 3. We only see her in the first three minutes, two minutes. Oh, yeah, okay. She With has the... a milkshake tattooed on her breast yep. in a time way before that was normal. Yeah. Like, I... now we live in a time where people get, like, double bacon cheeseburgers tattooed on their hands and, like, yeah, um, stuff by That was something milkshake. Alex and I discussed. Yeah, we discussed it. Uh, he asked if I thought Angela also got milkshake tattooed on her tits no. which she, i was like i go no way she would never that's so immoral no no um i put mozart as most unique so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh he he came up quite a bit in, in my list i thought that maria just that made her stand out to me yes yeah no i agree she's she's a good character for only being in it for you know three minutes or something all right mr and miss sleepaway camp do you want to oh, do no, yours I'm, I'm gonna there are a few that i have not told you oh, okay. about i'm just gonna ask you off the cuff okay biggest perv oh um um there's so many on this one <laughs> uh boiling cook chef yeah the chef, chef. Yeah. i had the chef as well i also mm-hmm. had herman from um Part three. Herman. Okay. Can we talk about Herman for a second? Yeah, we can talk about Herman. Okay. He's been in a shit ton of movies too. I know. Herman and Lily are the weirdest pairing together. (laughs) Yeah. Because Lily is like a weird, like an evil aunt from a Disney Channel original movie is basically how she plays it. Yeah. And Herman gives off a vibe like he eats little boys' assholes for breakfast every day. <laughs> like, and, I, and I mean like a bowl full of little boys' assholes. With milk. Like He is the creepiest fucking vibe. And yeah, yeah, I've seen him in a lot of movies. And for some reason in this movie, it is fucking gross. Yeah, he's wild. Um, I also had Bobby in there. I mean, I've... I, hmm. Bobby, Gross. yeah, but the chef, the shit the that chef, he the, says I mean, the chef in is, that movie is yes ridiculous. The baldies, um, back where we come from, these called baldies, and the fact that um, what's the guy's name hits his dad. The dad is the guy that plays the other cook, um, Star Wars voice. Who did Star Wars? The Darth Vader's James voice. Earl, it's Robert Earl Jones. James Earl Jones' uh, dad plays. Like, it's like, they're too young to it, even know what you're... And I'm I like, why are you just Robert like... Robert Yeah, I think... Jones yeah, but I'm like, you're, you're just like laughing off that this guy is like clearly... Uh, gonna try to have sex with like, these kids at the camp i okay <laughs> like i don't know uh, maybe you should tell somebody that this is happening yeah i yeah I don't so know. i have a few on this one but um biggest assholes you love to hate um i do like Allie. yeah i do Allie. like Allie, and she is a big asshole yeah um i'm gonna go with i have three Allie, Judy, and Kenny. And you know what? Let's throw in Meg as well. Meg? No, no. I knew you were going to try to squeeze in Meg there. <laughs> oh. I love her. I do. Oh. Um, but I, I love Judy more. I think Judy, she's more, I think Judy is a more iconic love to hate than Allie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kenny is, Kenny's just one of my favorite characters of all time. And he is awful but he is so 
great and i love him so much so those were the t- those were the two that i was you know just going to see what you had to say all right who are your mr and mrs sleepaway camp well when i thought about mr and mrs sleepaway camp i was thinking of camp aronaut was arawak arawak camp rolling hills and camp new horizons right and i had to think of the people who were the purest okay so we actually I did the same thing. Yeah, we actually have a Mister and Mister Sleepaway Camp. It's Ricky from Sleepaway Camp One and Tony from Sleepaway Camp Three. I mean, it's 2021. The world's ready for this. Like, <laughs> I think yeah, the world is ready. But for this. these are the people who they are pure. In all these movies, they have the best intentions all the time. Yeah, I originally put Paul in Molly, but I think I would change Paul to Ricky. And I don't really like Molly that much, but she's just so pure in the movie that, you know. I. I yep. But, I, I mean, yeah, I think we are ready for a Mr. and Mr. So. But also, I think these are the only two people that could possibly accept the award. <laughs> Other than Marsha, maybe. So, there's yeah, that, too. There, yeah, that is true. Or, you know. Pam, I mean, Angela might come back and accept it mm-hmm. for somebody else. Who knows? And also, I want to mention that... Uh, you love Tony. I'm just going to... Exactly. And I was about to mention <laughs> that... Like, TC and Tony if, are your, are your if guys. If we can't get two crowns, if one of them has to wear a tiara, I want it to be Tony. Because I don't know why. I just kind of like that. I'm surprised you're <laughs> at, that TC's not on your Mr. Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I just think TC's look is very of the time in a way that a lot of people's looks in the second and third one are of the time. TC is a special. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Like, because, for example, Allie's look is very of the time. But I would I would like her style now. Like I would wear her hair like I would wear that hairstyle now. Mm -hmm. I would not I would not do anything that TC's doing Mm -hmm. or Ronnie for that matter from part one um okay so moving on i know that you do not uh i know that we are not going to agree on this so best movie of the three and defend it because i'm just gonna let me just go ahead and give mine Mm -hmm. because i'm gonna give you a lot of time to defend what you're gonna say because it's not you're not gonna agree with me Mm -hmm. one one is is the best movie in my opinion um the effects are great. I don't think the acting is ter- is terrible. I think the sim- cinematography's good. I think they've got they've got uh, for child actors they've got a, quite a few good ones there. The special effects are amazing. The ending is you know at this point people know it, but you know being an eight year old and seeing this, it's or you know I guess seeing it at the time when it came out, I don't know how you know that's insane you know. That's insanity. So that's that's my number one. And go on with your what do you think the best of this of the three? I think the best of the three. This is so weird. I feel like I need to flip a coin. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna choose number two off the bat. I'm just okay. And I do think the fact that they are basically the same production. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It's within two and- six weeks. Two and three are inseparable, but I will say three kind of doesn't make sense unless you've seen the previous two. Two, I don't feel like you have to see the original. No, I mean, they give all the information up front 
like mm-hmm. um as if it's just like madman you know madman mars or whatever it's a campfire story and that's all you need to know really mm-hmm. and um i will say two being my favorite three would be my second or and my third pick would be the original just because I cannot express how much I do not like this movie. I watched it last night. You like you you'd really dislike the first one that much? It's weird. And okay, so I pegged it down last night because okay, I watched it last night and like I told my partner while I was watching it, I was like, "This is the last time I will ever watch this piece of shit movie." It's shocking. And I I pinned it down. One of the things that drives me nuts in it, and it's how long. The death scenes take. Death scenes take. What do you mean that to the, for them to start happening? No, no. Like this happens within the first four minutes of the movie, like the boat scene, where it's just like, turn the boat, turn the boat. Yeah. Cut to them. Cut to the drivers. Cut to the turn the boat, turn the boat, and well, we I go mean, through that shit like five times, and it takes so long. We know that they're gonna run over. I mean, right? The, but what about the other ones? And yeah, then the, the cook ones. getting boiled. I like, like the length of that one. Like, I thought it was cool that they'd spent the time to like show the effects of like the blisters popping and and I all that. yeah, it just it's so long and drawn out. But then I also. Things that I realized that I did like about it is a lot of the dialogue is great. Like, and that's how I kind of knew about that movie before I saw it was like, oh, yeah, like um, bands I like would lift quotes from it for song titles right. and stuff. And also Ricky's foul ass mouth is, is great in yeah. it. <laughs> um, well, that's my favorite part of Sleepaway Camp. And it's probably I mean, it's in my top five favorite movies. And I remember when I met Felissa Rose, I went on and on about the baseball scene, which she's not even in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love and I'm I am a big fan. Alex and I talk about this a lot in the podcast. I am a big fan of the scenes where there is no death happening because if you can keep my attention when there's no death happening and you get a good camaraderie, I really love that. And this movie has a lot of that where there's just scenes where, you know, I mean, it's a horror movie, but there's no there's not a death that's about to happen at all, but it's still entertaining. So Yeah. And um do you think you would have liked it if it was just a comedy, maybe? Well, and that, but that's the thing. When it comes to the second and third one, the one-liners, and one thing I've realized also, like, just running a marathon of them last night, is one of the things that I like about it is Pamela Springsteen is running around killing people with the cadence of, like, a late, 80s early 90s oil of Olay commercial <laughs> where she's like I, word on the street is dry skin is a killer you know like do you yeah. understand what I'm saying like, yeah she's like a she's <laughs> I've watched a lot of America's Next Top Model lately yeah so I <laughs> yeah so yeah. I watched Sleepaway Camp for the first time probably like 10 years ago I think you showed it to me and it was like oh okay I woke up like the TV was running and I woke up during the flagpole scene of Sleepaway Camp 3 and I was like, whoa, what is this? And I would never watch two or three based on how I felt about Sleepaway Camp 1. And I watched the rest of three and I was like, oh man, I got to see these movies. And two days later, it was like Sleepaway Camp 2 was on. It was Right at the beginning of quarantine, I had nothing to do. I was like, let's watch this. And then right after Sleepaway Camp 3 played, 
and I have probably watched each of these movies about eight or nine times in the past year. Yeah, two and three, I've, I've done the same thing. Um, I realized when I gave my ratings on the podcast, I gave two a higher rating than part three. But to be quite honest, I really go back and forth between those two. And it really depends on my mood of which one I like more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also said this before. I'll say it again. Um, I used to have the box set that looked like a, the American Cross sued them. Mm-hmm. And the, so the they had to take it out. Set. Yeah. Um, but it had all the deleted se- uh, extended death scenes. And that um, flagpole death scene extended is the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. And it's, it's up there with... Um, the sleeping bag, the extended sleeping bag kill in Friday the 13th part seven of man. I I want those extended kills to be in those movies. I don't care how, if it doesn't line up with how the rest of the movie looks, I just want it in there. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right. Well, I think you defend, I mean, you know, this, the second and third one have a completely different, different feel in the first one. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And it makes sense knowing your taste. Uh, Oh yeah. That you and that's not it's not to be that sounded rude when I said it. But no, I mean, no, no, it, it, no. It I like sense. more lighthearted, campy fare. Like, uh, no, no. And I mean, it plays to what. And I, I like. do like the campy fare, but uh, you go a little further with it, and you know, we'll be discussing this later, but uh, not in this episode. But trauma stuff like that. Yeah, that I don't, I'm not really into as much of. And you also know that, like, um, we've talked. Like previously on how I kind of like inventive kills, and I think second or the I think all one, of the them did one. that with this. Not like Sleepaway Camp One has the uh, beehive. I mean, Sleepaway kill. Camp One has kills in it that you won't see. I mean, it's especially in 1982. <laughs> I, I mean, the curling iron is. I so mean, good. and if we could ever get a hold of that footage, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm good on that one. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, but um, so, what do you want to do? Do you want to do kills? Yeah, well, I think or? I think we should go into kills because since we're talking about that mm-hmm. anyway, um, I uh, I wanted you to give your. This is the last thing that I have specifically to talk about. Then mm-hmm. I was gonna let you, you know, briefly whatever you want to talk about with it, but. Um, Top five kills. Okay, top five kills going five to one. Right. Number five, I actually wrote your girl Meg from Sleepaway Camp One, and it's not because I like the kill. You don't like Meg. No, I like (laughs) when the pervy counselor finds her. It's not the counselor, it's the uh, cop with the mustache. No, 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 no. It's the pervy counselor because um, she's going to hook up with him that night. Oh, and he's oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. You're, you're, no, and you're right. He uh, goes he's he's full the camp director. The camp director. Walk-in, yeah. And he sorry. goes, No, not, not you, Meg. Meg. <laughs> so young and beautiful. I, I'll find him. I'm going to find him. And so what it sounds God, like. What is his name? Uh, he's the camp director. I, I can't think of his name right now. It's your movie. Yeah, well. Like, but what I thought, what it sounds like, next time you watch it, watch it like this, that he stabbed Meg and he's making the 911 call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, oh no, paramedics, not Meg, so young. He sounds oh, like a, he's trying to do taxi driver meets uh, yeah. slasher. And uh, I really enjoyed that last night. I was like, oh, this is going on my favorite kills just because like this discovery is the best. 
Oh. My, my number five is uh, the chef, uh, the chef kill. Um, I like I, I like the effects in it. I like the bubbling of the. It's the. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the his his water. right bottom cheek, but you know, you when you're looking at it, it's the left bottom. Mm-hmm. It bubbles out. I, I just I thought that was so cool. It's and it's so uh, you can feel it. And who knows if he actually died though? We we don't really know if that's a kill. To be yeah, quite honest, so I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, regardless, uh, he's never going to be able to see again. I guess is what they say, but whatever. Yeah, he was never. He was clearly never able to tell on Angela. So, really? yeah. I don't. Anyway, <laughs> no, number I'm sure four. They got pegged on her after. Well, number. yeah. I mean, they they arrested her. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, number four is Lily with the lawnmower kill. It's one of Alex's favorites. Yeah, that one's great. Just <laughs> yeah, squawking and seemingly not being able to get up. I put Judy. It's it's horrific. Um, and uh, I just love how bitchy she is still. Like right before she's about to get killed. I mean, <laughs> she she just doesn't stop. It's just like, girl, like calm down. <laughs> you know, you you've had a couple chances to like maybe be nice. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number three, uh, Bobby, who was set to become a politician. Um, it's very, I'm sure that he would have, you know, passed many legislations. That he would have been that guy that got the wiener. Mowed down forces. He would have been the guy that got caught with the pictures, you know, the wiener guy. Mm-hmm. That would have been him. But anyway. it's just very, you know. His arms yeah. get matter of off. fact that yeah. he's a reverse tree hugger the way that he dies. Yeah, um, I think that's a, a really cool death scene. Um, my number three is the is Billy's death from part one. The bees. I know it's mm-hmm. a it's mm-hmm. a it's not um, really. It doesn't really make much sense that there would be that many bees or anything like that, but. Um, you know it's still a cool effect it looks cool uh that the bees are just completely covering him i like the effect on his arms of the of the where they're eating into his arms and stuff like that yeah the purple swelling and all that and you know you do you do get a chance to really hate him Mm -hmm. and he's not so he's he's not you love to hate him you just hate him he's no kenny i mean i wish kenny had been in it longer but Mm -hmm. i digress Mm -hmm. i need to get an interview with kenny is what i need to do Mm mm-hmm Number two, Cindy with the flagpole scene. Yep. Cindy, that's just one of the best. That's one of the best out of 80s horror movies Mm -hmm. is is just a very inventive way to kill somebody. Very cheap to shoot. Her (laughs) and her, uh, uh, Alex knows it better than me, but the whole quote before she puts her up the flagpole, yeah, you're, d- you're this and you're a bigot and you're a cheerleader and you're real nice. Other than all that, you're real nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the best. And yeah, the cheerleader thing is weird. It's like, you're a fornicator. You're a drug user. Yeah, it's like all this really you're bad stuff. And then like, you're a bigot. cheerleader. <laughs> but it is like, they set Cindy up to where you cannot wait to see her. Oh, no. my God. I mean, because she's for real. Like, she's for real, for real bad. I mean, she's mm-hmm. throwing out, like, she's throwing out the N-word. Yeah, and yeah. That, I mean... And, uh, Ooh, like even like that even in 1989 like that's i mean mm-hmm. you she's got she's got to go mm-hmm. um my number two is Allie's death from um, the outhouse 
Um, I think that that's a pretty iconic death in horror movies in general. Um, I've talked about this before. Katie, my old roommate, one of my very best friends. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Katie Mosley. Um, she hasn't, she's not a movie watcher. Her ADD is way too bad. She just, she just doesn't really watch a lot of movies, but this is, this is one movie she had seen. And she was like, no, that's the one with the outhouse death. And I was like, how have you literally seen nothing? Like she's seen, she's not, no, no classics. Well, but if you she's, see it she's once, you're going to remember it. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and I do like that, um, Allie throws back to Kenny's death in part one. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she does the little wave from the. While she's drowning, she waves out of the toilet as Kenny does when he's drowning um, under the boat in part one. Mm-hmm. So I like that little connection. I don't know if they meant to do that, but I like to think that they did. So yep. And your number one that leads into my well, let number me, one. Let me give my number one because I'd like you to have your. <laughs> okay, okay. I'd like you to like have your moment with your number one. Okay. 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 So my number one's the flagpole death. Cindy's flagpole death. Hey. Yeah. Um. I think it's. I, I I put it up there, especially with the extended, uh, the the deleted extended cut of that death. I really put it up there with that sleeping bag death in part seven of Friday the Thirteenth, which is uh, one of the most uh, other most iconic kills of all time in a slasher movie. I really I think it's up there with it. So that's my number one. Cindy flagpole, her brains are splattered on the concrete. So oh. you're number one. My number one is Allie with shit soup. Our mm-hmm. number ones and twos are <laughs> the same. Um, yeah, shit soup. I mean, so it starts Leeches off. Leeches, too. Yeah, she starts off. She gets stabbed in the spine twice and then somehow still walks. The entire time, Angela's beating her with the stick. And Which now she uses in part three as well. It's is, the same stick. And that's the thing, you know. Jason likes a machete. Michael Myers likes a butcher knife. Or like, not a butcher, but like a kitchen yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah, it's a butcher knife. Okay. And, um, you know, Angela loves a stick, she which is actually stick. pretty smart. Is like, what would you kill someone in the woods with? Oh, you got sticks everywhere. Yeah. But then somehow she stuffs her in the so far outhouse. down. So far down. It's it's like the, this outhouse for mm-hmm. is a bottomless place hit of i mean i don't know how you would go that far down into a into a porta potty i i it's beyond me but the um yeah in all the lines where they're like what do you see down there it's one of your favorite words shit yeah because you've been a shitty friend (laughs) (laughs) and you know what she really wasn't that bad of a friend i'm I'm just gonna be honest i mean she she had her she had moments where she was nice <laughs> she, she when she comes back and she it, like nice she comes back some, and scares them after she's she had was sex nice with to the guy. Some of them boys. <laughs> well, well, she comes back after she's had sex with dude. She comes back and she likes she is kind of nice to them at that point. You know, she just doesn't like Molly because she wants Sean, which is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen you see that happen all the time. So I, I I'm not gonna give her shit for that. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, someone did give her shit for it. <laughs> Literal, and, yeah. Yeah, and that's just, it's one of those things, just like the flagpole scene, you just don't see that in other movies. Mm-mm, no. It's like, um, yeah, it's like the um, water heater scene from 
Halloween too, but shit. Which is my, which is actually my favorite Halloween movie. Funny that you say that. Uh, And I'm not a big fan of those, but yeah. My, um, what, can I talk about yeah, my so what favorite else, Angela moment? What else do you want to talk about with these sleepaway camps? Uh, we have a little bit of time left. Basically, if uh, no one has, if if you've only seen the first one and it turned you off, I like don't me, think it really turns most people off, Brad. I'm just gonna be yeah, real I'm just with, saying, with, there's uh, with gotta be other people out there like me. They gotta be out there. Okay, but I'm just saying most people do consider it a classic slasher. So and those people are fine. <laughs> I know I'm one of them. So. But here's what I'm saying. If you if you're like me and you like two or three more and you don't like the first one, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you only like the first one and you don't like two and three, stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> if you know me and you're listening to this and that's your opinion, walk away next yeah, time. It's, it's, motherfucker. it's bizarre. Um, the hysteria continues is a slasher podcast that I highly recommend that I, um, listen to um they've been around for 10 years actually and uh they've got some people on there that are very i mean one of them's written a whole amazing book about slashers they're they're awesome but uh nathan one of the guys he's very into all of these and he loves part three that's his favorite he has basically almost the same taste that i do with slashers Mm -hmm. um the other guys if i recall correctly they haven't even done part three yet but when they did part two they just i mean those guys hated it and i was just like what like what kind of mindset did you i and i really do think that they just went into it with the wrong mindset Mm -hmm. um because it's and it's not a parody it's not like scary movie or like student bodies or pandemonium or anything repossessed it's not like that but it's it's a black comedy it's it's not supposed to be like the first one yeah yeah it's um no yeah it's definitely a break in the entire franchise. But I I mean I watched them when I was younger right after I watched the first one and I I loved them. So yeah. I, I I don't know I but I guess you know. Yeah no I uh yeah I, they're just like I said I've only known about these movies for the past year and they have turned into some of my favorite movies to watch like this is gonna be like. It's like joining the world of like Forbidden Planet and How Zoo and stuff is like stuff where I watch when I'm sick to feel yeah. good. Like, yeah, no, they definitely are more movies to watch when you feel when you like are really feeling shitty. I, I totally agree with that. Yep. And I uh, just kind of want to leave you with my favorite Angela moment out of all these movies. It's I see you have some more stuff about TC, but. Well, no, I already oh, said you already that. said that. So, mm-hmm. Okay, I know you love TC, so I was yeah. I was making sure you didn't have anything else to say about TC. No, no, no. Maybe we can get an interview with him too. I mean, those no, those are just the Azuzu Trooper joke. <laughs> just really wanted to get that in there. <laughs> okay. um, but my favorite Angela moment is in um, uh, Sleepaway Camp Three when Barney realizes who that Maria is Angela, right, and that. It's coming down to, you know, he declares earlier in the film that if he ever meets Angela, he's going to kill her. So it starts off, he goes, are you going to kill me too? Angela nods. He goes, how are you going to do it? A knife, a drill, or a chainsaw, fire, battery acid, or are you just going to cut my head off like you did my son's? Come on, Ange. What's it going to be? This is one of my favorites. And she just goes, a gun, 
And yeah, shits it twice. I love... It's the most anticlimactic shit, and it is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, no, again, again, and it yeah. sounds like a like a mid nineties Capcom arcade machine or something like again. Yeah, Alex and I uh, discussed this uh, quite a bit in our part three podcast at at the fact that you know they could have done more with this. It's like this is a huge. realization i mean this is like sean's dad this is the guy that arrested her and it's just Mm -hmm. it just is so it just it's over in like five seconds yeah but i mean i love how okay so like he's acting all big and bad and yeah she's just walking up on him the old time and then he's like a knife a drill and she's shaking her head no and he goes a chainsaw and she's like she kind of considers it like well that would have been cool if i had one (laughs) fire battery acid or you just go like any gun a gun blam blam it's like um yeah it's something that's been building over two movies and just addressed and then just quick very quick and that's kind of what i like about it like i love how the first one does work on it's just a kid and if people left her alone nothing bad would have happened oh no i mean no the second one i like i said i don't think she shows up to camp expecting to no she wants to she just wants to be a good like counselor you you see that i mean and then she hears a story about herself it kind of flips a switch and then she sees all these in her eyes more morally reprehensible things and starts murdering from part three she's just like well it's summertime best go kill some teenagers again like she is a killing machine and it's like it shows that whole movie she doesn't like smile in that movie she's wearing sunglasses all the time she's like i love her i love new york she turns into like a michael myers with quips and it's like it doesn't matter what any of these people do you mean Freddy with quips? I was thinking Michael Myers in a way that like oh, well, when you said quips, whatever like, whoever's anything. in my path today is dying. Uh, right? Okay. Like um, whoever I see today is dead. Well, I just have to figure out the smartest way to do it to where I don't get caught. Like, so I uh, to you know before we end this, um, I did discuss this a little bit with Alex. So I wanted to ask you the same thing. I talked about in the podcast for part three that I kind of wish that they had had more of a resolve with her character at the end as in the okay so she's she's she, she was not born a boy that felt like he as as far as we know she was not born a boy who felt like he was in the wrong body no. she was born a, bo- a boy whose aunt forced her to become a girl mm-hmm. so in my opinion, I, I thought, you know, the third one would have been a good time to have some kind of, you know, resolve with her dis- like being in a mental institution or something and just talking about how much that fucked her up or, you know, or just something, you know, instead of just like, because there is reason, there are reasons that she's a fucked up human being. So, um, yeah, but, what's your opinion on that? Okay. First of all, I don't think 
like I do think that that's like a lot of like modern day thought put into these movies that are almost 40 years old. Yeah, I think that, that that's and actually interesting because it is like we are living in a time period where that's where I don't know if I would have ha- even had that idea had we not been living in this time because mm-hmm. you know, she's she's not actually a transsexual. She's uh I mean she yeah, well, she um, is but it was forced upon her. It wasn't something that she, yeah basically I mean, when i think it is around this time i might be wrong around the early 80s it might have been the later 80s when henry lee lucas was arrested and, it was in the 70s okay then there you go so do he, he yeah does angela's story kind of not echo a little bit of henry lee lucas's thing as far as like the way that they're that um Maybe more Otis unconsensual Tool. gender more, play was Otis, put on them at a young age. I think Otis Tool more than Henry Lee Lucas, maybe. No, well, okay. Um, this that's what I mean. But Henry Lee Lucas was the one that had to wear a dress and go to school. No, and stuff, right? That was Otis Tool. Well, he no, didn't. He was just gay. But um, no, no. Henry Lee Lucas was forced to wear a dress he, and go he? to school in kindergarten. And, okay, maybe. Yeah, I, I did. So just, okay, sorry, I've forgotten all about that. Okay. So here we'll cut all that part out where we're arguing <laughs> well, about and the part where I start sounding <laughs> really smart because that's what I thought about when I was no, watching right. it. You're right. I'll I was wrong. like, this is a child who's forced to do this kind of gender play against their will and then becomes a killer. But I really... Richard Speck was also around, you know, well, the 70s or 80s, and that was, he was a gender bender. Yeah, but I meant like... No, I know what you mean. Like forced to do like this, being like it was five, seven years old. Right. He what he he wasn't. And like he didn't feel like he was born in the wrong body. He was forced to do, uh, to to play another role. Mm-hmm. But um, but then um, but it's also it's kind of the part why I never liked um sleepaway camp. Um, first of all, like some people try to think on like having you know a queer dad and i f- totally think that scene is just thrown in there for shock value there's, there's a few no and no yeah. psychological or redeeming story qualities to that and then the final scene i've never been like shocked that it's like oh wait it's well, i mean a i boy. was eight so yeah yeah no no yeah. i get that but it's also it's like as me watching it last night is a uh, 34 year old what about your partner like, did you am i looking is, at a 14 year old's dick right now no you were not he was a college student i but. know <laughs> but as far as the narrative goes right no that's yeah what you're, I'm that's what you're to, supposed to be thinking like, yeah. yeah i'm not about it like, what yeah. did your uh what did your partner did she, did she did she see it yeah they'd seen it before oh like, okay. well, yeah she'd seen it before and okay. like so it wasn't like a shock but okay yeah all right. Well, she knew I was really grumpy about watching this movie. <laughs> like, and then I was I like, know. but then we get to watch two and three. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. Well, that that concludes our uh, first YouTube exclusive. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you subscribe, uh, click notifications, so you'll be notified of our podcast coming out on here, as well as these exclusives. You can also subscribe to us on any podcast platform. We're on all of them. Gag me with a knife, and follow us on Instagram. Gag me with a knife podcast. So we'll see you next time. Thank you, Brad, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Thank you.
eyes It comes as no surprise You slip it away AJ, you're the love of my life It's so cold at night I'm begging you to stay You're the only